Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. All right, here we are again. Um, where are we? <laughs> uh, well, we, we said that we were going to be back last week. Yes, and, yeah. something like that. Yeah, we did say that. So Some welcome back you know, life to happens. the Pretty Okay Gamers podcast. Yes, life happens. It continues to happen. It continues moving, it seems. Uh, I think tonight I'll be Josh again. And I'm still Ed. <laughs> and here we are. Yes. Um, I guess we came to talk about things, so I'm going to have to figure out what that is. Uh, typically, I, well, we start I, with collecting corners. It's probably going to be video game stuff. <laughs> One can hope. No, let's, we're, we're going to we're going to talk steer about the car. We're going to talk about finances today. <laughs> let's talk about productivity. How to improve? It's sad your that home. I could probably actually have a lot of discussion about productivity. But uh, that's not good. It's not good. Uh, video games. Um, yeah, I guess let's start where we always start. Collecting corner with a K. Yeah, I actually got some Why is it with a K? I still don't know. Yeah. But I like it. Um, I actually got some stuff. Ooh. I know you got I some stuff, I thought this was going to be too. empty. I'm excited. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I always have stuff coming in the mail. <laughs> awesome. So I recently got my uh, Omega Weapon statue um okay that's awesome i didn't even know they made omega weapon statues but uh gonna note that down right now go on so it's the omega weapon (laughs) from final fantasy 14 which also looks like omega weapon from final fantasy 5 um and then there's like a male and female counterpart that are part of it you'd have to play that story to kind of understand the statue i guess but um it's a nice statue. It's a little smaller than I thought it was going to be, but um, it's definitely going to go well with the other ones that I have. And then it also came with an emote that I can use in the game, which is really cool because then it makes other players jealous because the only way you can get it is by <laughs> nice. buying that statue. Yeah, it's That's cool because awesome. like, um, it basically makes my character like hover in midair. So That's cool. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. What else did I? Well, that's get? a good one. That's a that's a good statue. I actually, after our last discussion last week, I did start trolling around for um, a couple statues, and I did find some on Amazon pretty easily that are relatively cheap. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I found a bunch of Goku's that are like thirty to forty dollars, which is not bad at all. That's totally doable, and of course they were gorgeous. So. Um, I found some Cloud and some Aerith, so 
someday what, someday i'll i'll jump in what's 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 the missus think about you getting statues she's like which ones are they she's like taking them down <laughs> uh yeah so yeah uh, um it's better now that i have a place to put them like before there was not you know we lived in a lot of apartments and then the house the old house the office wasn't very big so i didn't like put up a whole bunch of stuff um but she like almost insisted, demanded almost in the new office that we put up a shelf. And I'm like, are you sure? She's like, yeah, put up your games there and put them up, you know, put up your guys there. So I, I keep as much as I can on that shelf, which um, is pretty awesome. So, so I know you're into Street Fighter. And, oh, yes. Um, so Sideshow, which is the same company that made my a la carte statue. They just, okay. It just came out with like a bunch of uh, Street Fighter statues that look really awesome. Oh no. Um and there are like different variants and stuff, so um I don't know who which who's your favorite Street Fighter character? Well, um I, uh, maybe you should guess. Can you guess? Cammy? Ooh, she is a second. She is my oh, second favorite. She's, okay, she um Chun Li. Yeah. No, no, Chun, she's okay. she's down the list. My favorite is Ryu. Oh, okay. okay. Which is incredibly vanilla. But that's Josh. Josh is so vanilla, it's not even funny. But um, Akuma is right after Ryu. I like Akuma a lot because he's the dark reflection of Ryu. <laughs> so they actually have like multiple statues of both of those characters. I know there's even. I'm looking like, at that right now and it looks amazing. I think there's even a dark Ryu um, that you can get. With the to. dark Hado. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, um, these are $600 statues, so I'm going to close this page right now. The Cami one is gorgeous. Yes, yes. There's, there's oh, multiple no. ones of, of her, too. Um, there, the Cami statue is $950. Yeah. Ed. Yeah. Ed. Yeah. I know. Why do you do this to me? I'm sorry. <laughs> but on those ones, though, um, usually do like a payment plan, and you just pay like so much a month but yeah um, that sounds great <laughs> I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to introduce you to something that'll make you bankrupt <laughs> oh no this is bad <laughs> oh oh here you go you can get all three of the camis put together in one yes. stand for twenty seven hundred dollars that's, so that's, that's a bit much i don't know if i would do that <laughs> well i mean if you're doing a payment plan why not <laughs> <laughs> yeah true oh these are bad they're so good they're bad oh my lord this is cool. Okay, I'm going to close that right now. And closed. The M. The M Bison one looks really cool, too. They're all gorgeous. They are all really well made. So I didn't know of that company. You said Sideshow. Do they make yep. a lot of different types of game? Uh, yeah, pop culture, collectible figures. Wow, this yeah. is also bad. Yeah, game stuff. They do a lot of movie oh, stuff. Oh, no. They have Optimus Prime on the front <laughs> of the webpage. Ed. I'm sorry. They also have a, lot of, Batman. They have a lot of cool Star Wars stuff, Lord of the Rings. Like pretty much any movie stuff they make replica statues of. And their detail on their statues this is, is horrendous. Like crazy. <laughs> This is horrendous. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, Ed, this is so bad. Optimus Prime is a mere two hundred dollars, and so now I'm like, hmm, it's only two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, it's not nine hundred like Cammy. <laughs> he is amazing looking too. Oh my gosh! Wow, these are awesome. I have to close this. What else did you get, Ed? Please change the subject. <laughs> uh, I could tell you another figure store that's slightly <laughs> cheaper than them. But... <laughs> 
That was no, the, please uh, go. That was the other one that I didn't like their a la carte figure. But um, did you receive a la carte? I, did you mention that last week? I don't even remember. No, he's not going to come out until like May. Oh, oh, oh! So, I thought like he was already shipped. No, gotcha. no, it's pre-ordered. So if if they are a pre-order statue, that's where you can do the payment. If it's a statue that's already out, usually you got to pay like the full full price up front. Oh, interesting, interesting. So it's usually good to get in on the pre-order because then you can do like a monthly plan um, <laughs> until it comes out. But uh, it's so funny and also makes sense. <laughs> yeah, because I, mean, I didn't want to drop like all the money on that a la carte statue all at once. No, of so course. It was like, oh, okay, I'm fine with like throwing like a hundred bucks at it for a few months. It's fine. Yeah, makes sense. And then I'll That's see good way it, to do it. I'll be like, yeah, it was totally worth it. And <laughs> I mean, they are absolutely gorgeous statues, so... They are. Yeah. Um, Now I'm trolling through their DC ones. The Batman ones are so incredible. Oh, yeah. I think they came out with um, a Harley Quinn one, too, recently. And there's a Poison Ivy one. Yeah. They're gorgeous. Yeah. Wow. Pretty crazy. This is a world that I do not want any part of. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. So what else did you collect, Ed? <laughs> um, other than that, I think I'm just waiting on some cards to come in the mail uh, that I had pre-ordered for the Final Fantasy card game. Um, oh, nice. Um, COVID aside, have you been able to play much of the Final Fantasy card game? Final Fantasy VII card game? Or is um, it Final Fantasy VII or Final Fantasy? It's just Final Fantasy. So gotcha, okay. It's got Final Fantasy uh, cards from like all the, all the games in the franchise. Um, nice. I usually, if I play stuff like that, I'll, I've been playing with my roommate. Um, okay. Just cause yeah, I don't really feel like going and meeting up with strangers and you know, what? why? Oh, <laughs> not during COVID. <laughs> um, but yeah, lately, lately I've just been collecting and, uh, I'll usually collect the sets and put them in binders and, um, yeah, one day I'll, I'll probably play a bit more, but. At the moment, it's mostly just a collecting thing. Because I literally cool. have every card in the set. And I've been keeping up with that since the game came out like three years ago. And they're already coming up on their 13th expansion. So, wow. Yeah, I've got a lot of cards. So, I, I just never would have guessed that the Final Fantasy collectible card, collectible card game would be that popular where they would get through 13 sets. I didn't, I didn't think so either. I didn't think so either. That's why I thought like after the fifth one, I'd be like, okay, that's it. And I've got all the cards, but no, (laughs) it's still going. Um, I know it's pretty big in Japan and in Europe and. Oh, that makes more sense. I just, I I always forget about Japan where I'm final fantasy is like a staple. (laughs) Yeah. Um so they have they have like world tournaments between uh Europe, Japan and the United States. Uh, That's cool. So that happens every year. I don't know if they did it last year because of COVID. I don't think they did. But yeah, it's still going still strong. Though. And yeah. The cards have been increasing in value. They're they're nowhere near as expensive as like Magic the Gathering cards, but um they're slowly increasing in value uh based on rarity. That's good. So maybe uh, worth the investment, kind of, sort of? Yeah. I just like them, though, because they're Final Fantasy. I don't care yeah. if they're... They could be worth, like, nothing, and I'll 
I would still cherish the, them. The ones you sent me, the art was really good. So I mean, oh, yeah. that's the fun part about cards to me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, good. I don't have anything collected. <laughs> you got you got something recently. I did. My wife bought me a PlayStation Five. I think is what you're referring to. Yeah. P- perhaps. Yeah. I, I guess I collect game consoles, but not because I collect them. Just I just collect them as I buy them. <laughs> Well, it's it's still a form of collecting, I think. Yeah, you're right. You're you're totally right. Because it's not you're never going to put on any airs here. Yeah, it's definitely a collection of game consoles. So I definitely am keeping the PlayStation Four for no good reason because I realized that the unless you have PlayStation Plus, you can well even with PlayStation Plus, you can't your saves don't sync between devices. You can move your saves through the cloud if you want to yeah it's like the, it's like the nintendo switch style where like if you want to you can move it up to the cloud or, or it's in the cloud but you can bring it back down to another device if you want to it's it's a manual process so um i guess i was could... thinking for some reason i would put the playstation 4 upstairs that's... and then like i could pick up where i left off but it, yeah that's not how it works at all i mean i was thinking i mean honestly what i'll probably do is just keep it around if I ever need to put it in another room, it's like a media center for if I want to watch something. Yeah, but. that's a good reason. The other thing is like, and so we'll get into it more, uh, I think, during the news section or maybe beforehand. And I'd like to talk about it a little bit, the experience. But it's not if it's just a PlayStation 4 game, it, the enhancement isn't really an enhancement. There's no enha- enhancement, at least, is what I'm trying to say. So. It, it might be worth just keeping your game separate in different places, you know, like maybe you yeah. want to play something different upstairs rather than downstairs. And for that, I think maybe that's how I use end up using mine because there's not really a big difference between non-enhanced PlayStation four games on the PlayStation five. So, right. Yeah. For sure. Anyway, that's, I guess the collection thing I did. <laughs> so yeah, managed to eke one out and get one. So that was exciting. Um, and we picked it up a couple days ago. So awesome. My favorite parts next. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> games played. Games played. Let's do games played. Games played. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I guess I can, uh, I can go first. I'm going to, so I know I have Genshin first, of course, but I'm actually going to start with 14. Um, Ooh, nice. Just cause I was playing that for a while and it was really grinding through on blue mage so i finally um i finally maxed blue mage out and i've got all the new abilities so i have all the spells now for blue mage um only thing i have left to do on that is uh you can fight gogo in the arena um which i think is awesome uh it's funny because he's like he's part of the storyline for the blue mage in uh, this expansion that's Um, cool and he looks just like how he does in Final Fantasy VI and Final Fantasy V. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, he's he's literally a mimic, so um, he can mimic any ability. And uh, part of the thing is you have to fight him in the arena, which I haven't done that yet, but because I'm partially afraid to, because it's go go. <laughs> but because uh, you know he can cast holy and flare and you know whatever he wants, and he can copy your abilities if he if he wants to and. Yeah, um, I remember fighting him in Final Fantasy V, and uh, that was a fun fight. I don't think you fight him in six. I think he just joins you in six. Hmm. Did you? Get... I don't think I fought him in five, and I don't have him yet in six. So, 
Yeah, in um in Final Fantasy V, he's kind of hidden. It's he's like a, a hidden uh character that you can unlock mime from in five. But yeah, you, have, oh, you gotcha. have to you have to beat him, and then you get his ability, and then you can level up mime. Um, nice. That's such yeah. a good game. Yeah. I gotta get back to that game. It is. Oh yeah, I love five. Five and six are both good. Um, yep. I hope you play four first though. Well, I, I'm almost finished with. Well, I think I'm. I feel like I'm sixty to seventy-five percent through five, and six. I'm still making my way through. So I think I'd rather probably finish both of those first. I may change my mind. I may finish six and then just go to four right away, just because you've talked about how awesome it is in comparison to like Final Fantasy VII and how you go back to it yeah. time and time again. So, um, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Four, we'll see how I, four, how I how definitely I go back to. Um, five, I really like the story in five, but I feel like the, it's really grindy. Five is really grindy where you have to like level up all the, the job classes and stuff. It can can get kind of boring and get a little much, but, um, yeah, once you get that all leveled up, uh, five is actually a lot of fun to play. Um, anyhow, moving on from final fantasy, I've also been playing a lot of Genshin impact. And, um, yeah, I still play that like every single day. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm shocked. Shocked. Are you? <laughs> so they recently came out with the Lantern Rite Festival, um, which I think I mentioned last time too. It's, it's been going on for a while. Um, oh man, there's just so much stuff that they added with that. And it's supposed to end, I think on Sunday is the last day and I've already got it like all finished, but, um, that was a lot of fun playing through. And I'm looking forward to uh, the next character that they're probably going to be announcing, but they can't announce because, so I guess I can bring this up later in the news because I was going to talk about the updates for this, but um, (laughs) yeah, I'll wait on that. But yeah, uh, Genshin's been like tons of fun to play for sure. Uh, I haven't gotten bored of it yet. Um, I'm just really looking forward to all the... uh, content that's going to be coming out um i did want to correct myself i know last time i said the game was still on act one um it's actually chapter three (laughs) that the game is on right now it's chapter three and each chapter has an act to it so um i think it's chapter three act one that the game is currently on right now so okay uh, i just wanted to correct myself because yeah 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 i I was thinking to myself, wow, that's a lot of story in Act 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, because there's the prologue, and then after the prologue, which the prologue is pretty long, too. Um, after the prologue, then it's Chapter 1 and Chapter 2, and so on. Um, but one of the games that I've been playing a lot lately is a game that isn't really released yet, but you can get early access to, and that is uh, Record of Lotus War. Deedlit in Wonderland, and sorry, not in Wonderland, in Wonder Labyrinth. <laughs> I keep wanting to say Wonderland, but <laughs> yeah, Deedlit in Wonder Labyrinth. Um, oh my god, I love this game. So it's it's literally like you're playing Symphony of the Night. Um, Deedlit totally feels like Alucard. Uh, and for those who don't know, Record of Lotos is um, it's an anime that came out probably back in the 80s, which was also based off of a novel, a Japanese novel uh, by the same name. 
Uh, it was an anime that I grew up with. It was one of my first anime, so uh, it's really special to me. So playing this game, I just I really love it because all the characters pop up in it, and um, it's just a lot of fun. And I I keep picking it up after, you know, I'll play I'll play Genshin for a little bit or fourteen, but then like at the end of the night, I'm going to to that game to play it. And uh, the thing I like about it is, yeah, it starts off easy, but then really quickly it starts to get hard once you start unlocking more and more abilities uh it's like the game expects more from you and uh just this evening i was playing before we started recording and uh i was stuck in a boss fight and i was just getting so frustrated and uh <laughs> yeah because i just kept dying over and over because the boss kept like paralyzing me and then you just and then you just sit there and just take tons and tons of damage so um yeah, uh, I, I did eventually beat it, and uh, I'm, I think I'm on stage four now. Oh, wow. So yeah, Record of Lotos, Deedlet, and Wonder Labyrinth is an awesome game, and I definitely recommend it for anyone who loves uh, Metroidvania-style games to pick it up. Ooh, ooh me, me. Ooh, yeah, ooh. yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, you'll love it, too, because it's, yeah, I don't know. I can't, I can't... Um, express how shocked i am that somebody made this game um yeah i've got no words it's just an amazing game and <laughs> i'm looking forward to them releasing more stages because uh, i'm almost out of stages because i'm on the fourth one like i said and uh they've only got four released right now and i know the game is technically still in development um but I've like literally come across no bugs in the game except for one time I was fighting a boss and the game glitched on me and I fell through the world and it triggered a cutscene that I wasn't <laughs> supposed to trigger yet and uh, a game crashed. <laughs> so that makes sense that it crashed. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because yeah, um... the error like literally said like you're not supposed to be here and like it closed the game. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, uh, let's see, what do I have to say about this? Um, I also had watched this anime early on. And of course it's also special for me. It's not one of my first, I had been watching anime for a while before that, but, um, it, it came up pretty early for me, namely because it's based on Dungeons and Dragons. So the original mm -hmm. yeah. novels slash mangas were, dungeons and dragons based basically and and not that they explicitly say that just like the the anime does not say that at all but all you need to do is play D D one time and then look at the show and you're mm -hmm. like yeah that's what it is yeah um and that's what i love about it and it is so well done it's such a great show so of course you sent me the link and then ultimately you gifted me a copy <laughs> <laughs> and it is an amazing game and it is incredible the detail they put into it and yes. um yeah, you uh, mentioned Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is also an amazing game from the PlayStation 1. And it, what I've always loved about that is the 32-bit 2D sprite graphics mm -hmm. in Symphony of the Night. This captures that 100%. Like, Deedlet is gorgeously captured in 32-bit yeah. graphics and, like, has the same animation style and just looks so much my, like Alucard in animation that it's so well done and it's gorgeous. I love this game. So I got to play, I think, 
two and a half hours or so, or maybe I played a little bit more than that the other night, and um, I was having a blast with it. The systems in it are so fun to play with, um, and just it, it's a great game, really, really well made. And it's like you said, still in early access; they're not even done. Yeah. So, really awesome. I applaud them. And it's it's funny you mentioned the Dungeons and Dragons thing because every time <laughs> you start a stage, there's like a dice that rolls. Yes. <laughs> and I like that little touch to it because it's kind of like a nod um, that it recognizes that. Yeah, it's so well done. And and there are little bits, that, and I don't have enough of the story to say what it is or isn't, so I can't even spoil it for people. But the little bits, you run into the characters and you get this like um, static in yeah. the screen. It's yeah. like you're watching the anime. It's so awesome. I love it. Love, love, love it. Lots of detail, fun details in it. I'm still confused by the story. Um, I, st- I still am not sure what's going on, but uh, it's still interesting. Um, yeah, it's really cool. And it's really cheap. Relatively cheap, I should say. Not really cheap. It's $13, I think? Yeah. $12.99. So, um, I mean, for a brand new game, 32-bit sprite graphics, it's gorgeous. and Well worth it. Well, well worth it. Now, so I plan on playing it a bunch. Now, quick question, because um, there is actually two Lotos animes. Um, okay. Which one did you watch? I don't know then. I didn't think there were two. Yeah, because there's like the OVA and then there's uh, Chronicles of the Heroic Knight. I watched the OVA. Okay. Okay. I think. Let me see. Dun, 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 dun. I, th- I think it was the OVA. Did it have the dwarf in it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. You watched, you watched the OVA, which this, yep. this is actually based off of the OVA, the game. Gotcha. Okay. Was the other one a series then? Or what is the other one a full movie? What's the um it's pitch? it's a TV series. Uh it's just okay. it's weird because it it's supposed to be a sequel, but it also rehashes the original OVA. Uh I mean, you know, there's lots of anime that <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Technically, it's so. its own separate uh, series, but they are kind of tied together. <laughs> it's 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 strange. It's not a, it's not a very good one. I actually prefer the original. Um, yeah, over the yeah. Over I only the saw one. the OVA. I I loved it though, and um, I had a friend who showed it to me. I, I never again one of those situations where I didn't own it myself, but I'd go over to his house and we'd watch it. And uh, wow, really cool stuff. So loved it. All right. Well, what have I been playing? Let's see. <laughs> um, I, I'm just going to run through them real quick. I wonder yeah. what you've been playing. I um, put more hours into The Witcher 3 this last week. Um, actually, quite a few. And I think I'm actually... I know I've said this a lot, but I think I'm actually at the end. <laughs> or close to the end. Are you sure? Um, Are you sure? I'm not sure. No, <laughs> I'm not sure. But... Um, it's it's winding down and it's it's aiming towards a final final battle slash final conclusion. So um, it's funny because I've put so much time and effort into this game and I've loved it. And so I don't even care that I'm not really at the ending and it keeps going on. But I also am like, is this the ending or where am I at? Um, but yeah, I I'm straying into territory that I may never finish Witcher three. And not that I figured I'd finish everything ever. But um, I was hoping to finish the story at least, and then maybe the DLC, and I'm worried that I may not even finish the story before I get distracted and then can't get back to it ever. Um, That said, if that happens, 
I've put 154 hours into this thing and like I have gotten way more than my money's worth out of it. So I spent 15 bucks on it two years ago and I've played so much of it that um, I love it. It's great. You should pull out a strategy guide just to see how close to the end you actually are. I've considered it. Yeah, <laughs> I considered it. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but at the same time, there's like different endings. And I'm also worried that I may not get the ending I want. And then I've put 154 hours into it. Yeah, it's just, it's, um, uh, it's interesting. Then, it's, it's a cool. Then you cool have to RPG. replay the entire game again. Shh, that's a dirty <laughs> word. I'm not, shh, dirty word. I am not going to consider replaying that game. <laughs> and there you know you go on the and this is a tangent i'm sorry we don't have time for tangents but there you go on to the reddit and people are like i'm on my fourth playthrough and you're like what are you doing how are you doing this do you what do you do with your life and uh, clearly you play the witcher 3 for a living so they yeah. must they must anyway. not do like all the side stuff like you're you've been doing i it, yeah and also i think that i take a lot of time with it um mm -hmm. You know, the main story is supposed to be like 80 hours so or less, I think, maybe. I, I looked it up on that website where you can look up how long games are. Mm -hmm. And um, I think I've put way more into it. And I've definitely done more of the side quests than I think maybe they were thinking with the main quest taking 80 hours. Um, but it, it, the side quests are the best part. So, yeah. yeah. It's such a great game. Um, And then... I actually played some Genshin Impact myself. Um, I've been, I was slowly ramping up into that game, and then um, Valheim happened. Um, the thing about Genshin Impact, I have so many games that I want to play. I don't think I'm going to get to Genshin Impact. Like it's such a big game. There's so much to do. <laughs> There's so much to it, and I think I'm just ready to admit to myself that it's just not going to happen. Like I love it. Every time I play it, I'm like, this game's awesome. And then I send you like nine texts like, Oh my God, I just did the X, Y, Z or Holy cow. What the, and, um, you're like, yeah, dude, that's what I say every week on the podcast. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's a gorgeous game. It is so well-made. I just don't think I can put the time and effort into it. And honestly, Valheim falls into that same, uh, area as well. Like I, I bought Valheim hoping to play with some friends. They have been playing nonstop, and Valheim is amazing. Did I talk about Valheim last week? I don't remember. No, because that, that actually just came out recently. You did, yeah. So Valheim, let me back up. Valheim is a new game. It's like the new hotness from everybody, or with everybody. Um, it is a early access game, just like the last one we were talking about. And the idea behind it is it's like, hmm... It's like a crafting building game, but with Vikings and battles and monsters. Um, and so when I talked with my friends about it, they were super hot and bothered about it. And I said, cool story, but I don't do building games and I don't really enjoy that or crafting. And um, so can you like explore and kill monsters and stuff? They're like, yeah, no. And then, you know, they pointed to two other friends who were playing. And said, they both said, all I do is go out and kill monsters and collect stuff and bring it back to the base. So um, I'm like, I can do that. That sounds awesome. So anyway, Valheim is this game where you are um, all Vikings or Viking-esque or Viking-adjacent people. <laughs> and um, you basically build up from nothing and you build your shelter and you cut down trees to build shelter and you have stone to build weapons and armor not stone but like you have stone to build tools which then you can build weapons and armor and you equip yourself and you delve into like these dark forests and underground caves and 
um it it's like the caves underground are dungeons basically with skeletons and cool stuff to fight and it's it's got its own art style which i really like because it's like a old style um how do i describe like old school uh early 3d graphic pc game yeah it looks it, like to it, me from what i've seen of it it almost reminds me of like neverwinter nights yes yes exactly correct so um it's it's so much fun to play it's i'm not a builder guy i just said that three times um and i i'm not into that i don't want to waste time doing that but it's so easy to fall into that and the systems in it are not grindy or hard to do and just are satisfying so it's fun it's fun to do all that stuff problem is twofold um it takes a lot of time you know and this is the problem i always have with craft games and building games that even as fun as the grind or even as fun as the crafting and building is in this game and very intuitive and very you know easy to enjoy it still is time and effort you have to put in to do it so basically you build up the game in order to play the game and i i don't have time i can't even play genshin impact i want to play genshin impact <laughs> you don't have to do anything to play that game so i i you know would love to add more time to that and i'm happy to spend the money to support these guys because they're just building it from scratch and they have so many plans and it has exploded they have like two million players and yeah overnight they are um basically millionaires <laughs> um so yeah it's a really great game the other problem i'm having is that my friends all play it non-stop so they are way out ahead of me on all the stuff they're doing and you know they just killed the last boss and i'm like i missed out on all of it so it's like never mind i'll just go play something else <laughs> so it's it's fun it's really a great game it's 20 bucks um and really well built the systems and stuff in it are fantastic and just fun to explore and kill monsters so love it yeah the the way i had it described to me was it's basically like animal crossing but with bloodthirsty vikings yeah pretty much um well it's hard because there aren't really npcs like animal crossing per se right i uh i my friends and i were calling it minecraft and my if minecraft were good um oh <laughs> just yeah. terrible yeah <laughs> but uh you know the people look like people and um you know you have to think about where your smoke goes in the fire that you build in the middle of your hut or your you know great hall if you build one um it's 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 a cool game it's a lot of fun so really well built well, um, we have talked about our games played, and I think we're about at the midpoint here. So why don't we take a quick break? Sounds good. And then we can come back and talk about all the different things that have been happening this last week, which um, I think we have a lot to mention and talk about. So we'll do that. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. And we're back. <laughs> Here we are. We are back. We're not talking about Genshin Impact. <laughs> no? We, we, no. We weren't talking about that on the break. Not at all. No. Never. Never. Well, I think this time around, I don't know that I have any one in, one particular thing that I want to discuss with you. I have like a list of things that I want to discuss with you. So there's been a lot of new stuff and things mm-hmm. happening. So why don't we jump into some of those things? What uh what do you have on your list there? What do you what do you got? What do you got for us? Well, um, so I know <laughs> recently, and I think I mentioned this last week, but um, Final Fantasy fourteen announced their next expansion, and that's going to super be super exciting. Yeah, it's going to be Endwalker, um, which I'm excited about because it looks like it's going to be uh, very Final Fantasy four inspired. Um, oh, nice! Just because we're going to be going to the moon. Um, oh no, does that spoil things? No. Okay. <laughs> oh no. Cause... Maybe for some people, I don't know. Well, yeah, but I you... don't know enough of what's going on. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. You, you haven't beaten four, so I'd probably just spoiled it for you. Um, no, nah, it's cool. But uh, <laughs> anyhow, uh, well, I mean, the game has been out for a long time. So. Yeah. I mean, it, what is that? Like 1996? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, but. 1995? I don't know. Anyhow, um, they also have new minions and a mount that they're going to be uh, selling during the uh, fan fest, the digital fan fest this year, and they happen to be Final Fantasy IV themed. Um, so I'm definitely going to have to get those. Um, but they also announced the level cap is going to be going up to 90, uh, and one of the new jobs that they're introducing is Sage, uh, which is a new healer class. Um, which is very interesting. Um, it doesn't look like most sages from other Final Fantasy games. Like I know hmm. uh, Final Fantasy four and I think Final Fantasy three or five had the sage job. And then I don't know if tactics had sage. I think tactics they did. I'm pretty sure. Did they? Uh, I know. Maybe not. I know they had Oracle and or something else, but I think it was sa- Oracle. I think. Yeah. I think sage was in tactics advance it was yes i just looked it up yeah um it was but either way uh it's cool that they're adding <laughs> that um there is another job class that they haven't announced yet and it's supposed to be a dps class and i know huh. yoshi p always wears t-shirts when he does the um uh announcements and stuff and the t-shirts are supposed to hint at what the new job class is supposed to be that he won't tell us about. And um, he had two shirts. One said no comment. And then the other, sh- <laughs> the other shirt uh, looked like a skeleton. Um, so a lot of people are speculating it's going to be some kind of uh, necromancer DPS class. Um, huh. It might be like a, a shadow knight type class, uh, which could be kind of exciting. I do kind of think that the no comment shirt he was wearing though, uh, might be hinting at the mime class, just uh, like how they have Blue Mage right now. Blue Mage isn't actually a main class. It's kind of like a 
side class that you can play for fun. And I have a feeling that they might eventually introduce Mime um, as the same kind of job as Blue Mage that you can level up on the side that isn't really a main job. So I don't know. That's just my speculation. I could be wrong entirely. So don't uh, don't quote me on anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm kind of excited for the expansion, but kind of not. Um, and the reason why is the story. I don't like the villain that is in the story right now. Uh, the villain they have is is kind of bland, and I know a lot of people agree. Um, but one thing I am excited for is they decided to use the writer who wrote uh, Shadowbringers. He did the story for Shadowbringers. They're going to be using him as a writer for Endwalker. So, oh, nice! Kind of excited because that that expansion, the story for that was like phenomenal. So. If this guy can spin this boring villain and make him actually interesting and story enjoyable, then I'll I'll be pretty excited. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so that's really uh, the news I had for that. Uh, I don't really have anything else to talk about Endwalker because um, they only recently announced it, and they're going to be coming out with more information probably in the next couple of months because the the expansion isn't supposed to come out until fall this year and they're keeping a lot of it secret probably until they release um the final update for Shadowbringers, and then they'll be done with Shadowbringers, and they'll be ready to come out with endwalker but is that going to be the end of the story so i think um yoshi p who I, I keep saying yoshi p he's the uh lead designer producer whatever uh for final fantasy 14 um he said this will end like the main story arc and then going forward the next expansions will kind of open up new stories for them to do um but this this technically will be like the final story for final fantasy 14 and then anything interesting anything after is just like extra story that they can kind of build on in the world sort of thing hmm. Interesting. Which is kind of what Final Fantasy XI did, too. Um, like, I know they... I think they ended the game... What was it? In, like, 2007? Or maybe it was... I don't remember, yeah. It might have been later. I think it was... I think it was around that time, though. I think it was 2013, actually. Hmm. But, um, yeah, they ended the story for eleven, and they were doing, like, side stuff. But recently... Um, and I mentioned this a few months ago last year... They uh, decided to do new story for Final Fantasy XI because during COVID they saw a large number of people come back to the game. So they decided to do new story content for Final Fantasy XI. So I think that should be coming out soon, actually, too. Yeah, I think you're right. What about, what about you? You've got some things on the <laughs> list here. Well, the first thing I want to mention that happened this last week, because... I I feel like we have got other Final Fantasy stuff to talk about, and at the risk of letting this become the Final Fantasy show. Yeah. Um, I'm going to try and stave that off a little bit and talk about the fact that uh, BlizzCon Line happened last week, which is a funny name for Blizzard's online convention. Yeah, because it's, of it's, COVID, they didn't have a convention. Yeah, it's kind of like um, Final Fantasy's Fan Fest, how it's going to be yeah. digital too. Yeah, I think a lot exactly. of places are doing that. 
Rightly so. Rightly so. Uh, and they did a lot of stuff, but they announced two things. So firstly, they announced Diablo 2 Resurrected, which is the remaster or re- remaster of Diablo 2, which is incredible um, looking. I can't wait. I think I've told Justin, maybe I've told you as well. I have played so much Diablo 2 in my lifetime that it is incredibly uh, in- incredible. Is really what I meant to say. Um, I haven't played. And, I haven't played yeah. Diablo two since like what the the nine, late nineties. Ah, uh, yeah. For me, it, it was much much later. So I think I played it up through two thousand. I want to say ten. I played it for a long time. Let's just, and um, yeah. Let's put it this way. I remember when the trailer for that came out <laughs> and in the CGI like animation, they had like dust particles. And I remember people were, were like going crazy about the fact that they had dust particles in the CGI. Yeah. But. No, it was uh, a huge, huge improvement from the previous game. Yeah. And um, what is crazy about the game and this is the last thing I think I'll say about it, but uh the post game became larger than the original like main story game um the post game became huge it became uh i just remember doing end boss runs like crazy just constantly doing bail runs um as we used to call them so and just you just build these characters that were insane and uh just playing so much of the end game content over and over and over again um, just to build characters and it was a blast and it's ridiculous as it sounds. It was just so much fun. So I spent hours and hours and hours and hours with Diablo two and I could spend more hours. I love it. I love that game to death and I'm so excited for, you know, new players to really experience it in the way that they're building it. It looks gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Absolutely gorgeous. So I'm really excited. Yeah. I've been, I've been noticing a, a theme lately and it's not just with the games listed here, but um, a lot of, a lot of companies are like remaking their games or remastering them. Um, like you can look at the Resident Evil games that have come out in like the past year or two. Uh, I know they've had a lot of remakes that that they've released for that. It just seems to be like the new thing. Um, almost like how the movie industry uh, used to do stuff like that with remaking old movies. Yeah, I feel like the remakes, remasters um, were becoming a thing a couple years ago, more than a couple years ago. And now it just is like a fact of life for sure. Mm -hmm. And um, I like it in a lot of ways because I think that we get to modernize potentially if it's a remake or, you know, just make it look better if it's a remaster, Um, but get it in hands of people who've never played it and in a way that people will enjoy it. See also Final Fantasy VII Remake. And so... Wait, they they remade Final Fantasy VII? (laughs) Yes, that's what they tell me. Uh, and so the <clears throat> I like that a lot. I also think that there's something something to be said about the original, you know, going back and playing the original too. So, but it's definitely um, a fact of life for the gaming industry. And um, in a lot of ways, it's especially for certain companies like Nintendo, it's easy money because these games are so well done originally that just updating them and putting them back out on a new system or something is just like, you know, people are going to buy it. I mean, they announced what two weeks ago or a week ago. It was a week ago. Um, they 
Uh, Nintendo announced um, Skyward Sword HD for the Switch. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to buy that I'm game. I'm so excited for that. I can't wait. I can't wait. And I that was not even the one I liked. <laughs> so, I think. Well, um, I think the thing yeah. that turned me off from playing it is uh, the whole fact that how you had to use the Wii Wiimotes um, in the yeah. game, and it was really like touchy in that respect. Uh, so I'm excited to play it on the Switch, where I don't have to worry about that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. So, and then the other thing that Blizzard announced, or not announced, but they talked more about Diablo 4. And <clears throat> I have known Blizzard long enough to know that it's going to be another five years before this game actually comes out. But still, it looks gorgeous. And I, it is definitely a throwback to their older, more horror based style of game like Diablo 2. That's awesome. And I cannot wait. It looks so good. And um, I, I just am excited about it. So. Yeah, good job, Blizzard. Hopefully you can pull it off and stop making dumb mistakes and dumb decisions. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really oh, I really en- enjoyed Diablo 3, like playing Diablo 3, so... Um, like, Diablo 3 is good. I, mean, Di- I really enjoy it. Diablo in general has always been uh, pretty good. Yeah. I, uh, in the way that some people fall into... Stardew Valley, Justin Fry. Um, I uh, I play Diablo way too much when I have it. I I just I I have to rip myself away from it. <laughs> it's so good. Um, so yeah, I like that game. Yeah, it's it's definitely one um, of those games you can just kind of like lose your fall into. Yeah. Yes, and it just never ends, and it's all procedural, so it just continues on and on and on forever. Right, um, and I'm okay with that. I'm really okay with that. Um, there's a lot of other news. I did want to mention, you know, I did want to mention that I picked up a PlayStation five and kind of give my thoughts on it a little bit. Maybe we can jump into that and talk more about that. Oh, you mean the fact that I'm like jealous? (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm not saying it to make you jealous. Um, No, yeah, you are. It's okay. Yeah, I am a little bit. Uh, no, that's not true. I am not, but I am excited about it. And, um, you know, I, I picked it up. It was uh, a few days after we bought it. It was ready for pickup. And then um, we picked it up and um, it was sitting upstairs while I was working and it was killing me. (laughs) And I opened the box and it's a giant beast of a system. Like it takes up a giant section of my entertainment cabinet. Yeah, I saw. You you put your PS4 and compared it and it was like massive. It's like almost double in size. Well, and it's, you know. My wife made a comment about it, too, and, and after I said, you should look at it, it's huge. And she's like, holy cow. I'm like, at this point, though, you think about it, they're basically just building a PC. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a tower. <laughs> so uh, the cards they're putting in there aren't really any different than what goes into the computer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, um, it's funny stuff. I, I just want to mention a couple of things. So I don't have any playstation 5 games or i didn't have any playstation 5 well games other than astro's playground which came with it well you you already have a game though that i'm kind of jealous because oh they just announced some stuff yes. recently and yes. <laughs> it's only gonna be on ps5 and i'm super jealous because now i have to go and get a ps5 um yes yeah, so total jerk move on their part let's actually r- run that down so um, Square Enix talked about they made an announcement that um, Final Fantasy 7 Remake was going to have a free PlayStation 5 upgrade which is exciting like I'm so excited about that your, your save file carries over as well 
That's so awesome. Yeah. I saw that today and I, I was like jumping for joy. Um, so free PlayStation 5 upgrade, which is huge. And then on top of that, they're releasing a new episode for PlayStation 5 owners that they can buy um, that has one of the characters that has not been in the remake, um, Yuffie, which is super exciting because I've always really liked Yuffie. But I do think it's kind of a jerk move that um, yeah, that episode yeah. is only PlayStation 5. I right. don't really understand why they would do that. Um, my guess <laughs> is they're trying to get people to buy PlayStation 5s. I mean, I can hazard a guess and say the same thing. Yes, I agree. But see, uh, I, I, I don't think that's the right thing to do, personally. I hate when they do things like this because, for me, it falls into the same issue uh final fantasy 15 suffered from where they're not like giving you the full story they're just like giving you yes, part of the story i totally agree and then like oh hey if you want to get the rest of the story you gotta buy all these little packs for like 20 bucks each totally agree with that assessment i i can't stand that about final fantasy 15 and and honestly it's the reason why i didn't enjoy it the first time i tried to play it I mean, I didn't understand what was even happening and not in the good book and movie kind of way where you're like, yeah, I'm into this. Like, mm-hmm. wh- let's find out what's happening. It was like, what am I supposed to know something here? I felt like I was missing out somehow, even though I bought the game and was playing it. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but now now with everything out for it, um, I think F- Final Fantasy 15 is a great game. But Agreed. Uh, Agreed. At, at launch. Definitely agree. At launch, even I stopped playing it at one point and didn't pick it up again until, like, all the DLC had been released for it. Yeah. Agreed. So, I think it's uh, not great. And I I hope, in a lot of ways, that this isn't, you know, I love Final Fantasy VII. Oh, really? How would you know? <laughs> but um, I I really hope this is not the beginning of what you're saying, like, that there's multiple episodes to buy and packs and they're going to start bringing every character into midgard like i don't want that i don't want you to yeah because rewrite we are where they were at this point we already have to wait for like part two of the remake yes like they haven't done the full game yet and i'm also worried that like this is going to turn into a kingdom hearts thing where they're going to have all these spin-off games um and i don't want to have to keep track of all that no yeah same so i don't know we'll see what they do i know that they every company is geared to make a profit you know every non every profitable company is geared to make a profit yeah and uh square is making a lot of decisions lately to try and make profit because I think that they're for a while they were against the ropes. And I think that final fantasy seven remake was a huge ditch effort to get them out of that hole in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have any like sources to base that off of. I just, you know, just you pick up things here and there and it's clear that they've, they're playing their ACE card right now. And so I hope that they don't mess it up and I hope that they don't start trying to make financial decisions about episodes that you can continually buy for Final Fantasy VII Remake. Just make the next game, for goodness sake, please. Yeah, yeah. We, so, yeah. We're, we're waiting for it, so just make it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, another thing that I kind of don't like, and that maybe this is, like you said, uh, we talked about this uh, off the show, maybe it's like you said that this is only going to be on the PlayStation 4 games, but um, I hate seeing all these games on the PS5 where 
you have two mode options to play where one yeah. is performance mode where you'll get your 60 frames per second and then the other is uh, graphics mode which you know you can play the game at 4k but it might not run um, at 60 frames per second and i don't know for me like for me, at that point, I'd rather play PC games because then I don't have to worry about that. I feel like if it's going to be a game on a console, it should be like it should be ready to go play as is how it was meant to be played on the console. I agree with you. I um, The reason I choose console games when I choose them is because I want to put the game into the console and sit on the couch and not think about things. Yeah, exactly. The reason I don't use Android is because I don't want to sit and think about things. You can customize Android to no end. And I, what happens is if I have options like that, I churn on them constantly. I never stop thinking about it. I never stop churning on it. I'm always trying to make it better or try new things. And um, I know that if I have a game, which I do now, <laughs> with that option, it will always be something I think about. And I don't want that. Yeah, and sometimes that's a problem for me with the PC. Let me tell you that the uh, GeForce NVIDIA um, optimization software they have now for most games yeah, where yeah. you can click optimize mm -hmm. for your system has saved my life because I don't go in there and churn on trying to, you know, figure out which settings I want on what and I will actually go just play the game. And so I know I know that that's why people choose PC. They love having that customization. For me, it is a, a mental time sink that I have a difficult time getting away from and will just sit there and play with it. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's why I choose console games. To give me an option is like a never-ending black hole in my mind <laughs> that will constantly go. And I don't want it. I don't want that. Um, and so I, I'm with you. I want that to be because they built games before the PlayStation 5 was out and they are now upgrading those games. And so now you have the option to see it how you want to see it. I don't want that to be, here's a PlayStation 5 native, native game and you have to choose whether you want this, this, and this. Yeah. That's not what I want. That's not what I want from my experience. Well, you're going to have to let me know how Final Fantasy VII Remake plays. <laughs> I, I will. I definitely will. Um, so in that vein, let me just say that this last month was, f uh, for PS Plus members, you get Control Ultimate Edition. And so I re-upped just to get Control Ultimate Edition on my PlayStation 5 and was playing it before the podcast a little bit. And uh, it has the performance versus graphical settings mm -hmm. so you can go in there and change between do you want high frame rate where it's smooth as butter and gorgeous in terms of smoothness or do you want the lower frame rate gorgeous graphics that has the ray tracing and um it's hard it's a really difficult thing i just mentioned why for me but also like i find myself in the 20 minutes that i played and just walking around this little part of the game that's not even like the full gameplay I was like turning it off and on in yeah. different sections just to see what it looked like. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> so, what I would do too. Yeah. And, you know, I, it's gorgeous in a lot of ways where, let me tell you, any game on the PlayStation 5 with 60 frames, if you have the right TV, it is so much better. I can't even describe. But then I'm sitting there, I'm walking down this hallway, and I'm like, well, let me just, let me just flip on the graphics. And so with the ray tracing on, 
oh my gosh, the reflections are incredible and you can see yourself in the window and like it's reflecting everything and it's it's gorgeous. And it's like, ah, oh, I'm not going to, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to play the the performance mode and with the frames because I think in, you know, high uh, combat situations, it'll be more fun to have the frames. But I just, I know I'm always going to have that little thing in the back of my mind saying, Turn on the graphical mode and see all the cool prettiness, all the shinies. <laughs> yeah, see, for, for me, it, it's like you're, you know, getting an eye exam done and you just better one or two. Yeah, one that's exactly or right. Two. Uh, yeah, it's driving me nuts. <laughs> it's cool though. Control. Um, I played. I don't know, twenty minutes. Awesome. It's already awesome. I can't wait to finish it and play it. So, yep. Uh. In the framed mode, it is awesome. I love the smoothness that you get from having high frames. And uh, that's one thing that I um, had for my PC, still have for my PC. And um, I've always on my PC chosen to go for the frames rather than the graphical fidelity. And I think I'll probably end up doing the same thing if that's something that is uh, uh, continuing happening on the PlayStation 5 too. Well, I recently did my taxes, so maybe I'll be getting a PS5. <laughs> we'll see. Taxes. Taxes are a good time. So. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, maybe we cover one or two little pieces here, and then we can yeah. uh, wrap it up. I had another update um, just for Genshin Impact. Sure. Um, so I know uh, supposedly there's a character that they're going to be announcing. And I think it might have actually gotten announced tonight, but um, they've been holding off on it uh, just for reasons, uh, because in China, um, anything dealing with like spirits or the dead, uh, they can't talk about around uh, Chinese New Year. So there's a character that they were going to introduce who happens to be uh, a funeral director in the game. And she runs a funeral parlor. And um, she uses ghosts and stuff as some of her special moves. Um, so nice. They haven't been <laughs> they haven't been talking about her at all um, because of the whole Chinese New Year's New Year's thing. And people are speculating that once that ends, which should be on Sunday, that's when they're going to be announcing that they're going to release her and everything. Um, people know that she's already in like the test game, so she's a character like you can play as her so they're going to be coming out with her eventually uh and her hmm. her name is hu tao and she's a fire spear user and they just released her spear in the game so yeah it, it's kind of pretty obvious that she's going to come out but um <laughs> we all just know that they can't say anything because they don't want to like be a, offensive you know culture wise uh, sure which i respect that uh but that's coming out soon and then yeah, and then soon they're going to be coming out, I think, with 1.4, which that'll be the next update, which I'm really excited about. And they are about. just churning on that content. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was reading something, too, like, um, based on the amount of players and stuff uh, that they have, I guess it increased their production costs, like, double compared to what they originally came out with with the game. Sure. Um, which I, I found that found that interesting, but um, with the amount of money they're making, I'm sure it's no problem, especially when they <laughs> when they gifted a lot of their employees like PS5s and, and Xboxes. But yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, I saw that uh, you you sent that over, and I was like, well, it makes it makes sense. Yeah. They're making so much money. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, too too bad our company couldn't do that and give us like free <laughs> PS5s for Christmas. That would have been great. Yeah. Well, I don't think it would really apply to as many people in within the in organization. Yeah. I think so. they could get like blenders or something then. <laughs> Would you like a PlayStation 5 or a Blender? <laughs> hmm, I'm not sure. I don't play video games, but I can sell one of those for $700. Yeah. Well, so Well, it could be a Vitamix or a PS5. <laughs> there you go. That's right. Yeah. Well, um, there were a couple other things, but I don't think they're super important here. And maybe we'll just uh, bring those over to the next episode mm-hmm. to talk so- through some of those. Um why don't we jump into recommendation roundup? Oh yeah, that's my favorite <laughs> Let's part. Round up some recommendations. Here, here. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. There's a cool. snake um, in my boots. I think we there's can... a snake in my boots. I say that all yeah. the time because my son was playing with Woody the other day, and I'm like, he's like, you be Woody, I'll be Buzz. I'm like, okay, there's a snake in my boot. Yep, that's the only thing Woody says because that's the only thing Dad remembers. So, Do you, does um, does he say to infinity yeah. and beyond then? He does say that, and then he hands them to me, and I say to infinity and beyond. And oh, okay, uh, yeah, it's awesome. So, yeah, it's great. I We're love, teaching them right. I love Toy Story. Yes, it is a a wonderful set of movies that uh, I still, delight all who watch them. <laughs> I still haven't seen the fourth one. It's good. It's not you know amazing. I don't think, um, but it it's good. It's it's worth the watch for sure. So, all yes. right. Recommendations. You want to go first this time? Oh, sure. Yeah, I'll go first. Um, so, hmm. Hmm, hmm, hmm. How do I do this? Um, I, I, I play D&D sometimes. I used to play D&D a lot. Um, I've been playing D&D since... Is, is that Double Dragon? Uh, Double Dragon, yeah! Extreme! Um, no, it's, it's Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, okay. No, yeah. I, I knew. I, knew I don't, I don't think, about. I mean, even if you don't listen to a video game podcast, you know what D&D is. I mean, come on. Um, but you're right. Dungeons and Dragons. I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons since 2001. And so I, I you know, that's not really a long time, but for D&D, it is a long that's time like, for me. That's um, like 20 years. What are you talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And Isn't, and, that, yeah. isn't that crazy? It's yeah. 20 years ago. It is 20 years. It's crazy. Wow. It's, it hurts. Oh, it hurts a lot. We're old. So I've been playing D&D a long time. I have moved on from D&D in a lot of ways and um, still think it's a great game. And a lot of people play it, which is exciting because the hobby has never been more robust or enjoyable. I play a lot of other games that I find more enjoyable, but um, there is a podcast. Well, no, there is a show that they stream on Twitch <laughs> that is now also on YouTube um, called Critical Role. And I think if you've heard of D&D, you've probably also heard of Critical Role because the reason D&D is more mainstream now and more popular is because of the show called critical role so i hadn't given it much chance i watched a a little bit of it and i found it enjoyable but like i'm like i'm not gonna watch through all this is ridiculous i don't know why but for some reason lately i have been obsessed with watching it and just really really enjoying it because they are so good so okay critical role is a show where a bunch of voice actors get on to uh, a show and they basically play dungeons and dragons together so you can imagine how awesome that would be when 
they're playing the game, but also they're doing voice actor stuff. So they're doing incredible voices, and the GM slash DM, Matthew Mercer, does all the voices, different voices for different um, characters that he plays. And it's it's really well done, and the story that comes out of it is just fun to watch. And um, I can't remember the last time I laughed so hard at something like this. So um, I recommend it. It is fun to watch. You can jump in at any time. There's a lot of like guides on how to watch the show or where you should start. I I have been watching all the new episodes that come out as they come out and at the same time watching back from season two start because that's where they're at is season two. They're on like episode 126 now though. So like just watch whatever. They're all great. So um, but yeah, I recommend it because they make it great and uh, it's a lot of fun to watch. So, yeah, that's my spiel. So I actually um, I used to watch snippets of this way back in the day. Um, so I actually yeah. know what you're talking about. And yeah, it is fun to watch. Uh, I actually came across it when I first started getting into D&D because I wanted to learn a bit about um, how to DM. And sure, these were the videos that came up when I did that search. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was watching it. And as I was watching it, I was like, well, my my sessions aren't going to go like nearly this well. Um, but, yeah, they, they're definitely a lot of fun to watch. Uh, I recommend people watch them, too. I haven't kept up with the show, um, but I, I should probably watch it like just to see how they're doing right now. But yeah, they do. It's incredible the stuff they do with it, and and it's like the the dream that you hope that someday your D and D game would be, where you have unlimited funds, where you can have unlimited uh, miniatures and boards to put out and make everything look gorgeous on a table, and unlimited funds where you can have I don't know even like a, a wooden DM screen that encompasses an entire table oh and by the way own a wormwood table which is custom built for dungeons and dragons to hold miniatures and i mean they they go all out it's insane um and so you know matthew mercer the dm he the incredible amount of detail and world building that he has put together for that game and show is ridiculous uh i i personally don't have the time to do that anymore or ever um so it's it's one of those like wouldn't it be cool if <laughs> you could get paid to play Dungeons and Dragons like this? Um, yeah, so it, it's it's fun. It always amazes me the detail, like some of the the people go to the extent of creating for like uh, miniatures and especially creating like world set pieces and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, that just blows my mind because sometimes they get really detailed and it's really cool. Oh yeah, and it makes me jealous that I don't have like those tools. But yeah, yeah. I love painting miniatures, so that's a lot of fun. It is fun. I, I will say uh, it is a good time. I don't think I'll ever do it for Dungeons & Dragons because I have a lot of um, hang-ups about that with Dungeons & Dragons. And also, you know, from game to game, you'll be using different stuff. So, so it seems like a, I, a battle you're going to lose. I tr- Yeah, you're exactly right because I tried doing that. And then yeah. it got to the point where I was like, oh, I need to paint like you know 20 different goblins and yeah rats I mean, and, even the terrain yeah. just having the terrain for uh, any given encounter in the game is insane that seems insane to me so yeah yeah after a while i was now, just like for war gaming it makes sense to me because yeah. for war games you can reuse any terrain you can you know your models are always on the board like it makes sense well and, you can uh, you can reuse models or uh, the miniatures for D too but 
Yeah. It's just, yeah, you can. <laughs> it's just a very, it's a very long process, especially when you have to paint like 20 goblins. Yes. Or you want that big dragon to look gorgeous. Yeah. You put it on the table. Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, critical role. Check it out. Um, if you have some time to kill, it's a lot of fun. All right. So my recommendation then, um, <laughs> it's actually an anime and it actually came out recently and it's called Jobless Reincarnation. Um, now just for a warning, I probably don't recommend this for kids. Um, it, it's probably, it's not like super mature, but I'd probably like, I'd probably say like teenage and up. I would like any kind of anime. I usually wouldn't recommend for kids. Anyway. Yeah. Same, same. <laughs> uh, anyhow, um, jobless reincarnation. Um, it's, oh man, it's such a good anime. Uh, it's, how can I describe it? I don't know if you know what an isekai is. Um, no, I don't. So an isekai is basically, it's a style of anime where um, the main character will die. And then they'll... Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. They'll get reincarnated in, like, a fantasy world. Yeah. Um, it, There's so many of those. <laughs> yeah, Sword Art Online can kind of be considered an isekai because, it, you know, they're going into a different fantasy world. Uh, Inuyasha is considered an isekai in a way. Um, I'm trying to think of another. There, there's some other ones you might not have heard one, like uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. Um, that's another. Yes, isekai. I've heard of that one. That's actually hilarious. so far. You've named all the ones I've heard of. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyhow, uh, Jealous Reincarnation. This is actually uh, the. It's based off of a, a novel, um, a short novel series that came out like way 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 back in the day and all the isekai anime are actually based off of this this story so huh. the whole getting hit by a truck that is like a trope in a lot of those anime um yeah where the character gets hit by a truck and then they get reincarnated that all stems from this because that's how the main character in this original story dies and He's reincarnated and he starts out as a baby, but he like retains all his memories from, you know, his past life. But he's in a fantasy world now where he can like use magic and stuff. And um, the animation in it is just so beautiful. Like I, it, that, that's one of the reasons I watch it is just the animation. So gorgeous to look at. Um, the story is really interesting too. I don't want to spoil anything with it. Um, the best way I can describe like how much I like this anime is for me, it's, it's like right up there with like full metal alchemist. Like that was an anime that I, I really fell in love with when I, when that first came out and I was watching that constantly. Um, mm. So there's only like six episodes out right now for this. Uh, so it's still fairly new, but definitely recommend checking it out. If you've got, uh, I think it's on Crunchyroll or Funimation. Um, you can watch it on those. Uh, so I strongly recommend checking it out, especially if yeah. you're into like those fantasy type anime. For sure. I am. See also Goblin Slayer. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> another good one. Oh, I'm so excited good. to see that come out again soon. Hopefully. Yeah. It should, it should be coming out soon. It's been a while. Yeah. Um, Demon Slayer. <sighs> Demon Slayer is another one you should check out by the way. I have not seen that one, and people have recommended it before, so I will have to watch it. Oh, that was so good. But I think you, I think you would like Jobless Reincarnation, though. 
I, I it sounds like I would. It sounds really good. So I will have to check that out. Yeah, because it's definitely sure. it, it's it's on both Funimation and Crunchyroll. I think it's on Funimation. I don't know if it's on Crunchyroll. I've been watching it on Funimation. Sure. That's I yeah, that's where I was doing Dragon Ball for a while. I think you'll like it though because um it does kind of have like a D and D feel to it. Nice. So sold. <laughs> yeah. Where do I sign? Um, you, you, you <sighs> sign where it says, I think I'm done talking to you. Oh, ah, got it. yeah, I snuck. Darn it. Ed, <laughs> fine. <laughs> I think I'm done talking to you too. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.